What's up, Pickleballers? Today, we got the king of Jersey on the podcast, Richard Livernice Jr. He is the APP Next Gen San Antonio winner on the male side. He signed an MLP contract last year. It's a great day to be Richard. How you doing? How are you, Tyler? Good to talk. Good to, good to be here. Dude, I'm happy to have you on, especially to talk about this APP Next Gen. They used to have the live stream, but the last one they didn't. So for fans that don't know too much about the APP Next Gen, could you break that down, how partners are decided, and then what all these points mean? Yeah, so um, it's definitely a little bit of a different format, but it's a really cool format. So um, the idea behind Next Gen is they want to know who who's the best at all of the events. So the points are cumulative. So there's a set number of points for, so if you win any division, so let's say you win men's, men's singles is the simplest. So you win men's singles, you get 300 points. You get second, you get 240, uh, 180, 120. And if you don't finish in the top four, you get 20 for every main draw win and 10 for every back draw. And that's how the whole weekend works. Okay. So, um, the, the only other thing that's a little weird is there have never been enough girls to match the number of guys. So on Friday, there's another men's division. So a lot of players end up playing, about half the men end up playing two men's, um, which is what Jack Monroe and I did this time, just because of how the partnerships worked out. Um, so in terms of the partners, I mean, it's very similar. Um, some people don't have partners. They, they go on a waiting list, just like a normal pro tournament. But I think most people, um, when they first come, which is what I, I did, um, usually come with a friend. Um, and then you kind of meet partners there. So the, there's three of these a year. And um, you kind of like find partners, either you beat them or they beat you. Um, so um, yeah, the first time I played with my buddy Aaron Resnick. And um, since then I've played with um, Jaden a few times. And this is the first time I'm playing with Jack and I'm playing at the next one actually again with Jack. Um, so him and I are um, playing a lot together. Uh, he's awesome. I'm sold on him. The guy's an animal. So I'm really excited to get to keep playing with that guy. Sweet. I mean, I've been sold on him for a while too. So it's cool that you guys got to link up. And how did that conversation come about or or how did that partnership happen? Yeah. So again, um, and, and this is a cool thing. Anybody thinking about next gen, I'm like, for me, it, it, I'm as I'm as big on next gen as it gets. So for me, that, that this was my first tournament that wasn't like a local tournament. So this was my first experience, like knowing how good pickleball players were. I went there, I got absolutely wiped by the guy I'm playing with in Sacramento, Austin Chikatalov. I think I lost like one and one to him in mixed doubles. Um, so that was my first, I was like, whoa, I was like, all right. So we gotta uh, get to work here. So um, yeah, no, it, it's super fun. And um, I would encourage anyone you know, even my friends locally, I, you know, there was actually probably four or five of them that went to this one. And the number one reason they were all going, like you're talking about, to find partners. So this is one of the best places for people to find partners, especially in that young group, um, like the come up. Because, you know, you can't walk up to Andre Dask and be like, hey, can you partner? <laughs> you know, um, so you kind of need to find people around your same level. And there's a ton of people here, 80, that are all in the same boat as you. Um, I mean, to varying levels, but, sure. you know, we're all similar. Um, so it's super cool. Uh, um, yeah, so Jack and I met um, at NextGen. Um, I think he won the one that was like three NextGens ago, and then I won the next one. And then we had talked about playing tournaments. Um, and we played, uh, we um, lost Andre and Rob together in the quarterfinals, played pretty well um, at Puta Gorda, and we're playing another one coming up. So next, we had scheduled a few, and NextGen was one of them. 
Sweet, awesome. And you were the overall winner. Jack was in second place, 10 points less than you. How did it feel to get a win over your men's doubles partner? It's kind of, um, we were talking about it. It's kind of like, I had never done the alternate men's, so I'd always played mixed, but Jack had done this, so he's been in this weird situation. So it's kind of weird because um, you're always going to go in tied with the partner to Sunday. So it's going to come down to singles. And Jack and I, I would say, are pretty similar at singles. So we didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, and we ended up actually, so he lost. We both lost to the same person in the back drawer, Ronan Cameron. If he had won, he lost like, it was really tight, maybe 21-18. If he had won, we would have played each other to decide. We would have been tied in points, 6-8 each. And we would have played to decide who won the whole thing, which I was really hoping for. I think he was as well. But um, he, had, he had to really grind. So, like, this is also what happened last time. I won singles, and Jack played, like, seven backdraw matches to win bronze. And then we ended tied in points. And he won based on, they, they went to, because we hadn't played each other, they went, they counted our total point differential from all three events all weekend. And he won by like four, I think. So it was funny because like at the last event, like we had a really close tie and he was ahead and this event, I like by 10 points. So um, I think it's all, it's all fun. It's all fun with, between the two of us. And that's cool. I mean, you guys are partners now, partners in the future. You guys are so close. So it's kind of a fun rivalry, but at the end of the day, you guys are kind of in this together, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And switching gears a little bit, you've been playing for, for what, two, three years? I mean, it hasn't been much. How did you yeah, get I started, so fast? Uh, um, yeah, so I'm definitely someone who's newer. And um, on top of that, like, I never played a racket sport background. Okay. So I definitely had a, a much longer, like, learning curve than p other people. Um, but I started um, October two years ago. So two years and, like, three months ago. Um, yeah, for me... Like I said, so the first hump was getting over the racket sports, which to an extent I'm still doing. Sure. Um, there's like certain wrist manipulations and drive things that um, people help me with still a lot. Chad and Simone, um, I've been working with Chad's the coach of the national team and Simone Jojim is her, um, his wife. Um, and so they've been helping me with that. Um, they're awesome. And Ken Herman as well from the APP, a lot of people helping me. So, um, but. I guess the first part for me is I've always been like a very, um, you know, I mean, the first thing is I like pickleball. So it's easy to get out there and play a lot. And then on top of that, like I'm pretty athletic. So I'm able to, you know, get around, get by with that. And then I spend a lot of time on technique. And I think that's the thing for anyone trying to get better quickly. It's figuring out the right way to hit shots okay. because you can go out and practice five hours a day if you want. And if you're not practicing things the right way, forms like today like i was working on like one specific shot so my friend and i got out there and he hit the same shot for an hour and i was working on how to defend it um but like that's kind of i think the best way to work on things so i've been doing that now for like over a year where like drilling um and trying to be very specific take film of myself um so i guess taking like an analytical approach to uh, how to get better but that's worked for me um, I know a lot of other people do it differently, but I, I don't think, um, I think this is the best way for me to learn. Um, so I think for everybody, they kind of have to figure out what type of learner they are. Are they like somebody that just wants to go out there and practice and they can kind of feel out their shots? You know, um, like I know Jack's really good at that. Like he'll talk about like going to rec play and like he's working on new strokes and all this kind of stuff. And for me, I need to hit the same shot in a row like a thousand times to like have any sort of like feel for it. 
So um, I think everybody's a little bit different, but um, yeah, that, that, that was my path. No, that's a great answer. And I think it's, it's nice to, or it's reassuring to hear um, your story and that you didn't come from a racket background and it kind of allows us who have, are in the same boat as you, like, hey, actually we have a chance too. Like we don't have to have a tennis background to potentially yeah. be as good of a player as you are. Your foundation was lacrosse in, a, in football as well, but is lacrosse, is there anything, because it's not a racket, but maybe it's the closest non-racket thing. Did that help yeah. at all or was it more of a hindrance? Um, well, I would say um, in, in terms of lacrosse helped me um, in terms of um, physical build. Okay. So like, I think, um, especially midfield, which is the position I played where you're running a lot, um, the build I, I, I had um, muscularly from lacrosse is, is kind of similar to a tennis player, maybe slightly stronger, but a lot of emphasis on shoulders and core. So like in terms of all the stuff tennis players are working on, I mean, I wasn't working on rotation like this, I was working on rotation like this, but it's similar muscles. So I definitely think um, my body was ready to transition, but I would say in terms of the shots and the strokes, there's very little comparison, but it definitely helps um, the, I was physically able to do the things I was working on. Like I have the core strength, the wrist strength, the everyone always talks about like the JR, J-Dub forearm strength. Right. Like I've been forearm since I was like five years old, not for, the, <laughs> not for pickleball, but for lacrosse. So in terms of all of that, um, I, I, I definitely have more of that than someone who didn't. Um, and then once I got into it, I've changed my lifting, my condition and all that a little bit, but actually not that much. Um, okay. So I think that was pretty good. But um, yeah, a lot of time on the technical stuff that I had to work on. Okay, right on. One more question about pickleball, then we're gonna switch topics. This is a community question from Dean. He's curious about how do you let out balls go out? Do you have any tip or recommendation? Cause that is a skill, but it's a kind of a difficult skill to practice. But do you have any advice on that? Yeah, so in terms of um, like, so one, one thing to do would be like, when I play in like rec play, like something I'm working on right now is speed ups off the bounce. For me, for most, I'm trying to start with saying anything like above my shoulder level and above, I'm gonna let go as a base, sure. right? And then let's say I play somebody, great examples like someone like Jack or yeah. um, used to be Roscoe Bellamy, somebody who has that Pro XR paddle and knows how to use it. <laughs> maybe they can keep those in, Rob Nunnery is another one. But until somebody shows me that they sure. can do it, I'm gonna get burned on it first. And then the second thing is like, you actually, so I think it's a Tyson McGuffin drill from a long time ago, but you play like skinny singles, but you get two points if you let an out ball go. So there's little things, place more emphasis. So if you're in between, it kind of encourages you to let the in-between balls go. Um, so I definitely have done a little bit of that. Um, and then the other thing is if people are like smoking balls, like people that speed up a lot, um, and you're like, you think the balls are gonna go out, I would say, if you're not sure, take a step back off the line, because you know, at the line, maybe the ball's here and you're like, okay, maybe it's in. But when you take that step back, now it looks up here and you're like, no way. So I definitely, and you have more time to react. Sure. So in a match where like somebody's hitting really hard balls or the ball's sitting, I would take a step back and it's a lot easier to see. Okay, all great advice. Let's go to off the court. I know pickleball is kind of your life, but what else do you do? Yeah, so um, I guess the, the, 
the thing I spend most of my off time with, I have a, I have a, like a, a girlfriend of like six years. Sweet. So um, I spend a lot of time with her. I do a lot of things, but we hang out. We don't do much pickleball. Um, so whether it's like going to, I live in New Jersey, so I go to New York City or Philly. I have cousins and people. Um, we have a group of friends. So like I think Friday we have a big night plan. We're going to Chili's and uh, I don't <laughs> drink anymore, but um, they're going to get drinks. We're going to get food and, and hang out with some of our friends. Um, yeah, so a lot of pickleball, but I definitely try to have a healthy amount of non-pickleball in my life. Um, and then on top of that, sometimes I'll play other sports. Um, cool. I, I like being active. Um, and right now my sister is a senior in college at Delaware. So I try to go watch her play lacrosse as much as possible. Her season Sweet. just started. Sweet. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, seeing my family is definitely the thing I do most. Um, and then friends as well. Dude, all good stuff right there. Are you binge watching any shows or what are you doing? What's oh, you know, okay. anything like that? Yeah. So, um, I just finished, um, so I watched um, The Wheel of Time, the two seasons of that, I finished that. Um, my girlfriend, Natalie, and I um, were watching Castle. It's a mystery show. Okay. Uh, it's like a mystery, he was a mystery writer and he like works with the police. It's like a typical crime show, but it's really good. It's from uh, like 2008 to so like 2014. I remember, I remember liking it when I was younger and I don't remember it. So we started watching it and we're like five seasons in. So, you know, I, the nice thing about uh, Netflix now is like you can find these shows that have eight seasons, 20 episodes, you know, so. It's great. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's like, it is. It's, it's almost like why watch a show like the week to week thing or even the season to season where you watch one season and then you have to wait. It's like you don't need that uh, anymore. Just wait till the entire yeah. thing's done and then just get after it. Our, our, our world of instant gratification I makes know. it really it makes it really tough to wait for shows when there's other shows you can watch a hundred hours of. It totally does. One last question before I get you out of here. Can you teach me a Jersey slang word, phrase, something I can leave here with? Uh, oh, um, uh, okay. I don't, it's tough because I always say, I guess a lot of people say this, but like, I don't hear what we say, <laughs> but sure. I guess, uh, um, I guess like, People think we say like, um, oh, okay. I don't know if it's a, um, I guess people say joysy a lot. I mean, I don't uh, say that, okay. but that's a big one, but I don't know any other, but I will, how about this? I will teach you about a Jersey item. Let's so, go. Um, bagels are huge in New Jersey and there's a meat called pork roll, which is um, Taylor ham. Um, some people call it Taylor ham, it's pork roll. Um, but it is the best bagel topping in existence. So pork roll, egg and cheese is a bagel favorite. So if you, you, you know, when you're, if you're in New Jersey, New York, the Northeast, pork roll, egg and cheese, gotta try it. It's amazing. And what is, is it like a, is it like a ham or something like yes, that? Yes, it's or? like a ham, but it's like um, better than ham. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like, um, like flimsy, like, um, like, like deli ham. It's, um, I don't know, it's a little bit harder and it, it, it's very flavorful. I don't know, it's awesome. Been eating it my whole life, so. Cool. Uh, I'm trying it next time I go out there. Absolutely. All right, everyone, that is Richard Livernice.